This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes on iTunes, on your major podcasting applications. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe, and give us five stars. Uh, my wife just finally got into podcasts this week, and the first thing I asked her, she's like, I want to download podcasts. I said, you're going to subscribe to Mark and App before you do anything. So we appreciate her subscription, even though she's not going to listen to this. So make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, you can go to our website, markingout.com, if you want to listen there. Social media-wise, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout. YouTube.com slash Mark911, as well as Instagram.com slash Mark911. Props to Brandon on the great picture he had of all of his lucha masks that he's worn during cooking with Brandon. So you can see that at uh, Instagram.com slash Mark911. We're trying to build build that there. So do that for us, please. Thanks. Okay. We have merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. My name is Chris. I am back after a short, short sabbatical. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Dog. Brandon, unfortunately, is not with us this evening as his compact Persario has finally kicked the bucket. You remember those computers, right, Dave? And they had, like, all the different colored gimmicks on the back of them. Oh, so yeah. Cool. Yep, Brandon's finally died, but no, I'm kidding. Brandon went to go see the Rolling Stones this evening. You can follow Brandon on Twitter oh. at BTTG161. What, you didn't know that, Dave? No, I, I thought it was like the because of the computer problems. Well, that's on top of it. He made we don't know when Brandon will be back, folks. We're gonna have to make a a series of short YouTube clips about uh you know whenever Brandon's gonna come back. Hashtag Where's Brandon? Anyway, we're also here with the man who we made YouTube videos about and put them on YouTube.com/slash/MarkNat11, and that's Dave. Follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore mo. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, really, really great, you know? How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. That's right. I still, I am a gimmick infringer. But we got to talk about it. First things first, uh, positive talk before the negative talk or the depressing talk, and that is me and Dave went to Barclay Center Friday night and saw Iron Maiden, and it ruled. It just, it just hands down ruled. Oh, yeah, it did. I mean, this was you, – you have been to Iron Maiden before, this was my first uh, encounter with the Iron of Maiden, and <laughs> it was sick. It was everything that I kind of hoped that it would be. The guitar and the singing, everything sounded so amazing. Um, yeah, the pyro, they had Eddie, they had the beer, everything. Yeah, we loved uh, it. That's the first, uh, we were like, had like tunnel vision. When we got in, they were just like, okay, we need troopers right now. Because if anybody mm-hmm. doesn't know, Iron Maiden has their own, like, not just one beer. They have, like, a whole line of beers. And that was the first thing we had to do. And this lady's walking around with one. And I look at her and go, excuse me, miss, where did you get that beer? And some guy with a cooler on his head just comes right over and goes, hey, how many do you want? And it, Yeah, it was pretty, like, set up perfectly. Yeah, it was. It was. And the show ruled. Um, and Iron Maiden just rules. That's it. 
That's all you can say. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I we didn't get this to hear was uh, always look on the bright side of life. Oh, at the end, yeah, because we were just trying to hustle out of there. Yeah, did they actually play that? Or they always play it at the end of all their shows, like. Before they go on, they play Doctor Doctor by UFO. Well, it's not mm-hmm. actually UFO, but they play that, and then at the end of their set, they play always, always uh, look on the bright side of life. Dang, we should have stuck around for that. Yeah, we should have, but I wanted to get out of there. I was tired. You were tired. Yeah, no. Next time. Next time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, my and apparently the rumor has it next year it's going to be Iron Maiden and Priest. Ooh. Yeah. Not a, I'm not a big Priest fan, but that only means that I should start listening to you. Should they're fun. I like my most vivid memory of them was Ozfest at Jones Beach, where mm-hmm. they started playing Electric Eye, and then all of a sudden, like lightning started coming down. It was the most—I I don't know—words good. So it was like one of the those pinnacle points of like concert going life. It was so mm-hmm. cool. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, the only thing like that I really know is like Painkiller. Yeah, Painkiller and breaking yeah. breaking the law. Yeah, of course. That too. What else? What else happened to you this week? Uh, what else happened to me this week? Um, this is one of those moments where I always say I will write it down, but I forget. Uh, what else did we do this weekend? Um, Iron Maiden, of course, and really just worked. Uh, oh, um, this week a bunch of the physical therapist uh, students took the NPTE exams, so that was a exciting, nerve wracking time because I have a lot of students taking it and. Um, yeah, it's one of those times where you're, you're excited to see everybody report back to you and everything like that. But outside of that, oh, we had baseball trade deadline. Yeah, baseball, the Yankees did absolutely nothing. I was really surprised. I mean, the Yankees are really up there. They're so, but the Mets, thank goodness, Syndergaard is still with the Mets. Yeah, and you got Marcus Stroman, which was, uh... I think that's a good deal. It's them... They're going to, you know, now everybody, it's it's crazy. Over the past, like, 24 hours, I've been seeing all the Mets fans drinking their Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Being like, that's it, we're going to the World Series this year. We've won seven games in a row against the Pittsburgh Pirates and the White Sox. It's like... Yeah. But, you know, they can make a run for the second wild card spot. That'd be fun. But, you know, there's four teams in front of them that are better in that, in that division. Exactly. I mean, right now, they have to... Con- it's it's a conflicting time because they want to they want to make the playoffs... But they also want to build for the future. You yeah. can't really – it's really difficult to do both. I mean if you were going to trade – I heard a rumor before anything happened that they were going to trade Zach Wheeler to Houston Astros for prospects. I heard that too. I would have been fine with that. You know, I would be totally fine with uh, any prospects from Boston, Yankees, Houston, and Cubs. I would be totally down with any prospects. Yeah. I mean the Cubs don't really have a big prospect system. No, no, they have they, they their farm system is depleted right now. I mean, they have a couple really? of, they have a couple small pieces, but they're not like as fluid as like the Astros and the because all those prospects that they had came up, and they're your Chris Bryant's and your Anthony Rizzo's <laughs> and your Javi Baez's and your Al Mora's. Yeah, that's that's very true. They're kind of already your, their time has already come. But yeah, well, the windows right, so, yeah the windows closing on this team, and it's kind of depressing. So, so, you know, I'll stick to the Astros, Boston, and Yankees then. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah. Yeah. What about you? How was your week? Um, It was just work. That's it. Yeah. And then last I, week, it. and then I missed last week because I was on a, a shoot in Pennsylvania filming a soccer camp, which was cool. And then I was on vacation with my family the week before that, which was outstanding. And uh, now we're back. 
back uh, full in depth to the swing of life and uh, gonna rock and roll. You know? There you go. That's what it's all about, you know. Oh, I, I mean, I gotta mention a rant a little bit. Okay. Sorry. Um, that we both got gimmicked by the twenty dollars. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Dave's. This was Dave's first time at a concert ever. No, I'm kidding. But it might as well have been the bo- the bootleg the bootleg shirts outside. Listen, I don't mind. Dave's like, we gotta get a shirt right now. I'm like, I bet if we walk down one block, they'll be half the price. So we got them right outside the Barclay, right outside Barclay Center for like twenty bucks, and then we walk a block, and it's like, oh yeah, ten bucks, same shirt. Yeah, it was so one of those moments where I was just like, I put, I had, I held my head in shame, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess it is what it is. Next time. Yeah, next time. It's fine. I like yeah. that shirt though. I'm a big fan. I have like a, a secret fan of tie dye. <laughs> I love, I love tie dye. Like f- about five tie dye shirts in my. Mm-hmm. Attire, especially in the summer, it's fun, you know. Yeah, I feel like I'm a um, dude. Love Not... cool little shit dig. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right, it's a fun, exciting week for both of us. Um, anyway, yeah. we got to get on to uh, a sadder note here to start off our outside the ring news. Um, literally, I think about two, three hours before that we were recording this podcast, it was announced that Harley Race has left this earth, and God's greatest wrestler. On Earth is now going to to be God's greatest wrestler in the afterlife. Um, what a career Harley Race has had! You know he is a Hall of Famer, the first NWA United States Heavyweight Champion. He won. He wrestled in the WWF. He wrestled in the AWA. He wrestled in the NWA, WCW. He was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion eight times. I mean, that's really all you can. Say. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, what else you... are you gonna say? He's one of the greatest of all times. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, if you say, like, who did you uh, mold your in-ring ability and your mic skills and stuff like that, Harley Race always comes up. Oh, oh you are, uh, excuse me. But... So, yeah, no, it's it's very, uh, very sad. Um, our condolences to his family and friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and because of that, you know, we usually do this in the beginning of the show, but uh, we have to. One of the greatest of all times. Ten Bell Salute. For Harley Race. Let's get back on the outside the ring stuff. Uh, the WWE Network has revealed version two of uh, the WWE Network. That made no sense, but I think you got it. Whole new layout for the WWE Network. I like it a lot because it, I feel like it knows all the things that I watch. It I watch, and it puts those things like on the scroll screen. It makes it a little bit easier to get the things like if i want to say nxt or nxt uk it's more on the the front screen and having to go to shows and in ring and all these other things have you seen it yet dave no i have not no definitely check it out i like it you know wwe is sending emails out saying hey if you haven't signed up for version two yet you should do it before SummerSlam. 
The one thing, and I don't know if any of the listeners saw this, I feel like when I watch some things on demand, it's mm-hmm. like a second off. Okay. Like I was watching NXT from this week, and Pete Dunne hit a I think he hit the bitter end, and like he hit the ring, and then a second later he hit them smack on the mat. So. Oh. Yeah, maybe it's just a, a small tweak or bug, but I know there's a, it's a new company now that's running the WWE Network and all that stuff. So. Maybe uh, uh, they got to pick you up. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Um, AEW news. Actually, let's keep it on WWE news. Uh, Chris Sabin this week was at the uh, Performance Center as a guest trainer, so that was really cool. I liked the uh, nice little video talking about it. You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, this is my this is my shoot name," and then uh, I'm actually Chris Sabin. And he seemed yeah, like, it's been really cool seeing like a lot of the like Pat Buck was there like two weeks ago, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I I think. Every time I hear Chris Sabin, I always want to play his theme song in my head. I'm like, Hail Sabin! Hail yeah. Sabin! Yeah. But very cool that they're bringing all these uh, wrestlers. I also I actually saw that they uh, brought in Gangrel as well. F- fanging and banging. It's yeah, there gang- you go. Bloodbath over there. Amen. Amen. Uh, and Monday, August 5th, they'll be making a big announcement about WWE 2K20. So, had that in then. In there, maybe I got it wrong. I don't think I got it wrong, but uh, I know Brandon will be excited. Is excited for Monday, and you know, give us a, a full rundown of everything that's gonna, uh, everything that went on with this announcement next week. If he's here, if he gets a real computer. <laughs> AEW news: They have their first ever television taping uh, October second, if I'm not mistaken. Dave, hey, that that I'm not too sure about. Oh uh, well, I know it's sure. like the fir- it's the first week in October. Uh, this week they have started making some match announcements for that first taping. Uh, they're saying Cody Rhodes will be, I mean Cody will be facing off against Sammy Guevara. I like the role that Cody Rhodes plays in is playing in AEW. Like he got his match against his brother at Double or Nothing, and then Fighter Fast he faced off against Darby Allen, which was awesome, and now. He faced, he's facing off against uh, another uh, young stud in Sammy Guevara. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. <laughs> you all right? You all right over there? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, and also announced the, the Bucks and Kenny will be facing off against Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. Do you think it could be the, uh, the Dark Order? Do you think it could be best friends? Who do you think this uh, tag team could be? I think that it could be Dark Order. I mean, it's about time that they do appear on in a like in that sort of a format. Okay. So I think that it could end up being them. All right. All right. What about you? Um, I could see it just being Pentagon and uh, Phoenix. You know, get their because that's I feel like that's all the Bucks have been doing is just putting themselves in these marked rematches, um, and then putting themselves over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully it stops soon because that's not going to be too good. Of a format to keep on carrying forward. Yeah, I know. It's like AEW's been around for twenty years, and the Young Bucks have been undefeated for twenty years. Like, yeah. You, I mean, you see, like guy, um, like that. As I said, Cody, he's doing this major job working with all this younger talent, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. So, and also the first ever women's championship will be decided on the first episode of uh, AEW on TNT. So. Real cool, real exciting to look forward to. Uh, the fall is going to be a lot of fun for professional wrestling. Will you be watching? Yes, I will be watching because I'm excited for this. It's just, um, I feel like the you know the, the AEW fan base, the anti WWE fan base, 
are putting this up to be like the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, AEW's coming! Watch out, Vince. Yeah, and I've and I've said it before, and I sound like a broken record because I'm saying it again, and again, and again on this podcast. Like, it's gonna be another alternative. You know, nice. people that don't watch WWE. I mean, just watch WWE may not know about the Young Bucks, may not know about Kenny Omega, but the most important thing that they have is John Moxley, who will be on the television taping. They're saying. And Chris Jericho, which I found very interesting with this mat, the six-man match they're setting up, is it's Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. So is that like foreshadowing, saying that Chris Jericho is not going to win the AEW uh, World Heavyweight Championship at all out? I mean, unless he has the championship at the time and they just bypass the championship match on that event. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just it's it's interesting. I mean, I personally think for the national landscape of television and for people to get, you know, watching AEW, having Chris Jericho as the focal point of, you know, has, as your heavyweight champion, I think is a smart move, especially for a brand new show. You looked mm-hmm. on the promo posters too, who was dead smack center in the middle? Who? Chris Jericho. Well, there you go. Yeah, so there we go. So yeah, very cool, exciting time in the fall. Let's get on to Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> Monday Night Nitro. All right, all right. A for effort, I guess. Uh, yeah, took a little spin on there. Which Raw kicks off with the twenty four seven championship, and this time it was defended in a mixed tag team mosh pit match. When r Truth de- successfully defended his championship, defeating him and Carmella, defeating Drake Maverick and Renee, his wife. I didn't know his uh- wife was a wrestler. Really? Yeah, yeah. She uh, was with MCW. Really? Yeah, she was actually in the uh, the women's tournament. She was in the Mae Young Classic. Yeah, the Mae Young Classic. Yes, okay. You know, I was looking at her Twitter the other day. I was like, oh, it says NYC. I'm like, oh, Mae Young Classic. Yeah, she uh, started with MCW, though. I think she, that's where she was brought up. Ah, uh, okay, in, cool. From uh, Maryland. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, but this, this entire match was cool. I like that... Uh, Rene Michelle broke up a pin to yeah. get kind of involved. Um, but then the way it concluded was kind of crazy because you had an entire pylon with our truth and Mike Canellis being on bottom, pick up the victory. Yeah. And it was, and he just slid out and ran all the way to the back, which uh, then backstage led his wife into, he secluded himself in this locker room. And then Maria comes in and kicks him in the nether regions and pins him. And we have a pregnant twenty four seven champion, Maria. Well, she think? also. Well, wait, did she kicked him? I I, uh, I yeah. don't think. No, I think she just told him to. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, down. sorry. I sorry. I got I got I got things screwed up. My apologies. It, it, no, no. Yeah, she's just. I mean, the way that she entered that door first, like to open this door, uh, or also going to kick you in the, uh, in that uh, it's the correct. Vintage, eh? It's it's correct. Yeah, but then uh, when she walked in there, she was just like, hey, you know what you're going to do right now? And he goes ahead, lays down, referee gets in there, she steps on him, gets the three. And then she's like, I'm the first ever pregnant champion. Everybody's Uh, like, oh, guess what, can't pin you. Yeah, I mean, she can't lie really supine, no left sideline. So, yeah, yeah, what will happen? 
Uh, I mean, this entire fallout, when, it, when she even left that room, everybody was just like, yeah, I'm over this 24-7 uh, thing for now. Yeah. Nobody wanted a piece of her. No one. Didn't even touch her. No mm-hmm. one came close and wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot clown pole. Mm-mm. Uh, next matchup after this was a golden match with the winner facing AJ Styles at SummerSlam. Ricochet, you could say, gets a rematch, even though people aren't supposed to get rematches anymore. He wins by defeating uh, Andrade in the uh, hit the final, hit it with the 630. So, well, I mean, he, he did earn that uh, rematch, though, in this gauntlet match. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- these matches, some of them were very interesting. I mean, Rey Mysterio picking up the victory over Cesaro was a good match. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that top rope bulldog was really cool. Then you had that Sami Zayn uh, thing with Rey Mysterio, which is like kind of weird. Like it seems like Sami Zayn just can't focus. Mm-hmm. Lost really quickly. I'm happy we got Andrade versus Rey Mysterio again because I'm such a mark for Andrade. Yep. And then, I mean, I'm sure everybody marked out for Andrade and Ricochet. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, Andrade needs a title. Yeah. Especially with Vega by his side, there's. I think that Andrade needs a title on this. Well, he's match. a SmackDown guy, correct? Yes. So what I was reading this week is apparently Fox wants there to be that brand split again. Mm-hmm. So once they make the jump over from USA to Fox for SmackDown, you'll see guys only exclusively on SmackDown. There's not going to be no wild card, nothing to that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a perfect time to uh, push Andrade. Yeah, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Especially because you'll have, uh, you know, we'll talk about it when it gets to SmackDown. Yeah. Well, next up, you had a moment of bliss with Nikki Cross by her side, only to be interrupted by Becky Lynch uh, by on the Titantron. But a lot of ver- uh, verbal jibber jabber back and forth. Yeah. And you know, uh, Becky making fun of Nikki, telling her that she's just become a coffee maker for Alexa. And then she walks off, which uh, sets up a match later in the night. But they were so abruptly cut off by the Usos making their way, walking down the aisle right through the moment of bliss, uh, which then set up a tag team triple threat match for the championship titles. And we have new tag team champions in the OC. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, after, you could say, a month, month and a half ago not being on TV, you're now your tag team champions again. I... I'm very happy about this, but I was so confused. What? I was texting, I was texting Brandon this entire time. I'm like, this is kind of obvious that Usos are going to lose. We're going to have new champions tonight um, because of this entire uh, DUI incident. Um, uh, okay, yeah. So I was just like, we're definitely going to have a title change and stuff like that because of this incident. And he's like, okay, so what does that have to do with the revival? I'm like. Well, that's going to be a different story, but the Usos are definitely going to lose the championship. And I was going, I was legit like trying to defend this thought that I had that oh, it okay. made no sense for them to win. I had no idea that Usos weren't champion. I totally forgot. I forgot that the Revival were champions. <laughs> like so, this entire time, I'm like saying that they they will lose this championship the entire time. But I was going tooth and nail. I forgot way way out there that uh revival were champions so that's how good this tag team division is yeah <laughs> all these memorable tag team runs that people have had yeah yeah 
But uh, OC is champions. Uh, champions. I thought that this match was very important for them to win. Um, and hopefully they, with AJ Styles as champion now, this carries a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I hope it does. I hope all. Th- I mean, as much as I want to see Ricochet as the United States champion, I feel like a, a good run with AJ Styles. Let all these guys have the gold, build up some cred on all these titles. After they've been so much flip flopped. I I agree. But talking about building up cred, Viking Raiders. They picked up the victory over Cole Carter and Johnny James. Um, where do they fit into this entire tag team championship scene? I mean, we can't be blind to what they've been doing. You have for that. You have to. Um, you, they just have to give them like the uh, Braun Strowman treatment. Just give them a couple of months of uh, you know squash matches, and then in a little bit, you know, let the reins go and let them uh, tear down the tag team division. Would you put? I mean, I could see it see it sooner than later. Uh, Viking Raiders going toe to toe with the OC or whoever defeats the OC. Yeah, but I could definitely see Viking Raiders as champions by the end of the year. Yeah, I could see it too. Absolutely. Next up, you had Becky Lynch defeat Nikki Cross. Not Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa Bliss got hurt for some reason. They, you know, the trainers came out. They had to call the match, and then Nikki Cross steps in the ring. On you could kind of say on the behalf of uh, Alexa Bliss, and mm-hmm. Becky Lynch makes her uh, pins her with the manhandle slam. I didn't even know yeah. that was a finisher. That's a great name for a finisher. <laughs> like I didn't get this. I didn't understand why Alexa Bliss was faking an injury because she was. I mean, after the match. Alexa Bliss ended up attacking Becky Lynch, just blindsiding her. Nikki Cross getting involved, only for uh, Natalya to kind of chase the two of them off just to put Becky Lynch in a sharpshooter. Um, Solid ending, but I thought that first off, I didn't understand why Alexa Bliss had to go to a referee's decision to fake an injury just to blindside Becky Lynch. I don't know what that payoff was. Yeah, it was... Like, Interesting what you, choice of the way they did. Like, what do you, what do you want to have a victory over the ch- current champion? You, I, I didn't understand that. But also, it does prevent Alexa Bliss from having to take a uh, loss. But something I didn't like about this too was Becky Lynch did not tap to the sharpshooter. That really frustrated. Yeah, well, me after we didn't say, even say afterwards until he came out. Yeah, yeah no, I did. Okay, sorry. I, yeah, locked in the sharpshooter, but I really did not like that she did not tap out to that sharpshooter. I thought to build up SummerSlam, it would have been better if Becky Lynch just started tapping to that sharpshooter to let us know, like, she is vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, like, I get it. You you want her to have that don't quick, quit attitude, but show us that the sharpshooter is actually a legit uh, um, threat to her. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, you had Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler next up that essentially went to a no contest because Brock Lesnar came out and beat the ever-living holy hell out of Seth Rollins. So yeah. that, this could be, maybe this this is putting the shred of doubt in our mind saying that Seth Rollins isn't going to win at SummerSlam. Um, you know, he had to be stretchered out and he beat him to a bloody pulp. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this went to a DQ just because he went after Seth Rollins. Yeah. But this entire thing, he was hitting an F5 on top of the chair while it was standing. And then I, it didn't. I cons- don't think we've see, ever seen that. I mean, that's like brutal. But then it continued where Seth Rollins got stretchered out into the ambulance. He goes 
Brock Lesnar stops the ambulance from leaving the arena, goes into the back, pulls out that stretcher. My heart, like, I gripped down so hard because I'm like, whenever I see them do a stretcher spot because they're so vulnerable being uh, strapped in there, I'm like, oh, God, please just don't have that stretcher that flip over where they have to go face first into whatever or anything like that. So when he pulled that stretcher out and just went sliding down the hallway, uh, I was just like, okay, this could end up bad. And it did. I mean, he ended up hitting a F5 right on that stretcher. So, But I like that. I like this little uh, thing with Lesnar and Rollins. Yeah. No, it's going to be – it'll be a – do you think this closes out the show for uh, SummerSlam? Um. Yeah, I, I think Lesnar has to close out. I think so. Yeah. All right, cool. And next up you had what was being dubbed the Samoan Summit between Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns, which didn't happen because a just shakedown went on. So oh, big yeah. time. Superman punches uh, Cedric Alexander jumping off the LED bars onto everybody on the stage. It was just a full-out anarchy. Yeah, it was a, what is it, a pure six brawl? Yes. I mean, you had Usos out there, U- uh, OC out there, everyone. You had just, I mean, like you said, that spot where Alexander jumped off the Monday Night Raw side, that that was awesome. Yeah, that's one of those, um, like, I don't want to, I'm using the term, even though it shouldn't be, it like one of those iconic spots. Yeah, yeah. You could say, but I, like, I, you know, I couldn't think of an, a, a better word to use because it wasn't like... It would something you would see on like a highlight reel. Like if they redo the open for Monday Night Raw, that would be on there. Yeah, no, I totally understand where you come from, and I, I definitely agree with you. I loved the. I thought that this Monday Night Raw was actually really good. Um, it started off hot with that twenty four seven championship match, and it ended hot. Um, but the thing is, I I'm going to talk about it in a little bit when we talk a little bit about SmackDown. Yeah, let's get uh, right into it. Smart yeah, fan. where Shane McMahon kicking off with a uh, video saying that he's not at SmackDown tonight. He will not be there. Yeah. Um, which was good. He also stated that McIntyre was going to be facing KO. But this led into Kevin Owens cutting a promo in the ring, only to be cut off by Drew McIntyre. And then this entire this led into their match. I did mark a little bit where Drew McIntyre said, you talk too much. <laughs> and then automatically, I cut it to Botchamania. <laughs> Why? Because that's one of the segments. The You talk too much. Oh, really? Uh, and then they go into whoever like speaks a little bit too loud. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that this match between Owens and McIntyre was good. Owens picking up the victory following a stunner. So here's my... And I've been listening to a lot of like wrestling analysis podcasts recently. Okay. Do you think Kevin Owens... Is getting more is getting more over, or do you think it's the fact that the Stone Cold Stunner is so over? I think it's a combination of both, and I'm not opposed to either. Okay, um, I, I think that Kevin Owens is even before he was doing the Stunner, he was over. But adding the Stunner to his arsenal has put him even further over. Yeah, um, especially because I mean. It brings back so many memories for all of us with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I think. That but that's that it, the thing, though. Yeah, I and I, I love it, especially because it, it's such a throwback to Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon, where now we have Kevin Owens versus uh, Shane McMahon with the Stunner. I I totally love it. Okay, 
Yeah, I mean, I it, it was it, it was a great point that I heard, mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring it up to you guys, but and and Brandon's not here, but Brandon will text me at three o'clock I mean, in the what's, morning. What's your take on that? I mean, any if anybody hits a Stone Cold Center, people are gonna pop and go and mark out for it. So it's like, is it a bad thing or a good thing that he's using it? Uh I liked the pop up power bomb though. That was like you when it was like, you know I never saw anybody hit a pop up power bomb. Hmm. So I it, it's oh, like sorry. I mean I have no problem because I know him. I know he's such a big Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, and I'm assuming he got his blessing to use the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. Um. So I mean I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean I I totally understand that, but I I I think the Stunner is always going to get a pop, but I love the inclusion of it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But like you said, pop up power bomb is a really cool move too, and it seems like he's using both of them. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Alexa Bliss and Nick, Nikki Cross picking up the victory. You want, you want to say it like Brandon says it? Go for it. No, you want. I thought you were going to say it because you said Nikki. Oh, Nikki. <laughs> there we go. Nikki. Yeah. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross pick up the W after yeah. uh, getting beat up by the man the, the night before. And after this match, though, Ember uh, Bailey hits uh, Ember Moon with a belly to belly. A belly to belly, sorry. Yeah, I mean, this is building on Bailey versus Ember Moon, but I guess you got to think about it. Alexa Bliss is still in there now, yeah. especially with Nikki Cross. I Bailey as champion just does nothing for me. She never has. I just don't get it. Um, I don't think she's being. I don't. She's not just being booked the right way. She was started off so hot when she won the Money in the Bank, and she had this like pep in her step and everything like that. But it's just like there hasn't been any competition for her i don't think it's really a lack of comp it yeah she hasn't been competing much but her lack of charisma i don't it's she doesn't have it on mic skills at all yeah so i feel like how you mentioned that step with bailey where she had that attitude and stuff she couldn't carry through with her promos she's too when you see bailey you think nice her having the uh blow-ups when she comes out it doesn't really help you think, okay, this is a woman on a mission. You think, okay, this is someone that wants to give you a hug. I do not like her on the mic skills, and I think that that's really where she lacks. And she won't and she won't get over unless she repairs that. Yeah, all right. But next up, you had King's Court featuring Trish Stratus. It was, um, it was just like, this was like a little awkward in the beginning. It, yeah, it definitely it's was. Like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, what's yeah. going on? Hey, what about Kelly Kelly winning twenty four seven championship? All right, cool. Yeah, so, it sounds like us, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it seemed all over the place. Um, it seemed like it was just done for a, the live crowd being in Memphis, a reason to bring out Jerry the King Waller, yeah, and a reason to set up Trish Stratus versus the person that interrupted her, Charlotte Flair. Yeah, which um, then uh, this led to uh, setting up a match for SummerSlam. So. My question to you, you have Trish versus Charlotte, Becky versus Natty, and Bailey versus Ember Moon. Which do you think is the top women's match out of all these three matches? Um, Let's see. I mean, I hate to say it, but Trish. Yeah. No, especially because they're in Toronto, too. Yeah, it's got to be the Trish match because of the star power with Trish Stratus. And then, I mean, you have and, to... And with Charlotte Flair, too. You could yeah, say, exactly. As, much as, to... as much as you don't like her and as much as, you know, she gets trashed upon on this podcast from time to time, not taking away from her wrestling abilities, it's just we're not a fan. Um, 
quite debatable. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, yeah, no, I definitely agree. She does carry star power. Um, yeah, I think that that, uh, I mean, especially Natalia and Becky Lynch, that's going to be a great match too, but it's not Trish Stratus. Yeah, true. All right, cool. But next up, you had a Firefly Funhouse, um, which was really interesting because you had a rambling rabbit doing his spiel only to be interrupted by Bray Wyatt. Um, and then this led right into pretty much the matchup of Dolph Ziggler picking up the victory over Finn Balor. Yeah, but because, uh, I thought this whole thing was weird. And you know what? I liked how they did this because, and I, I said it last week, there was no mention. They did the, a flashback of last week on Raw to the Fiend coming out and giving Bray Wyatt the, the mandible claw. Perfect. Today I thought they were just gonna do this little Firefly Funhouse with the you mm-hmm. know the rabbit kind of being like you know you don't know what this is man and like kind of being freaked out until Bray Wyatt came in. I thought they should. I thought hey maybe just not put the fiend on TV this week, mm-hmm. but they did, and the way that they did it was perfect and worked with like uh, this hard luck that Finn Balor's having recently. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that at first when they he didn't appear on Raw, I'm like okay. That's good booking because both you and I agreed that it shouldn't he shouldn't be on. Um, they did enough with it, but Monday Night Raw he wasn't on it. Okay, cool. SmackDown they had the Firefly Funhouse. All right, you know, let's roll with it. But then for the appear after, I was definitely not ex- really expecting that. I'm like, all right, he just appeared in this promo. I'm not expecting really much. Um, but then at the end, the Fiend distracting Balor for Balor just got hit with the sweet chin music. Yeah. Um, I also lo- I really like the fact that this happened on SmackDown instead of on Monday Night Raw, and then the replay happens on SmackDown. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome, and, and maybe like Finn Balor will be taking all this luck. He's like, maybe like you get in like a week because SummerSlams what the eighteenth or the eleventh? Um, which number do you like more? Eleven. Okay, eleven. Okay, but no, because I I just got tickets to the uh, New York Cocktail Expo on the 18th. Uh-huh. So yeah, I know Bobby was like, "Hey, you want to go?" I'm like, "All right, I like booze." Yeah, why not? Um, but you know, maybe next week Finn Balor's like, "Hey, listen, you know, the Fiend has been getting me time and time and t- again." But what he doesn't know is I have a demon inside me. And then you make it the demon versus the Fiend, and the Fiend takes out the demons. You know, there's been reports running to saying allegedly Finn Balor acts for like two months off. Okay. So, great way I, to write, you know. Oh, do you think that this could be the Demon's first first loss on WWE television? I believe so. I think that would be great. I think I'm that'd be good great. with that. Because then, you know, Finn Balor takes his time off, the Demon does his whole thing, and then you bring it back to, you know, Royal Rumble, or maybe you don't see Finn Balor until the Royal Rumble and the Fiend's in the ring by himself, and then, you know, the Demon comes out and eliminates the Fiend, and you set it up all the way to WrestleMania to have this big gimmick character match. I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent about how long I want to see the span of this, because we have seen this in the past. We just didn't get to see the conclusion of it. Yeah. We got to see the playoff, but not the conclusion because of... um, Meningitis, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with Bray Wyatt getting sick. Um, but I, I that would be interesting with Balor being held off until Royal Rumble. Yeah, you just have the Fiend in the ring by himself, and then all of a sudden you yeah. do, 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 thing and whatnot. So. Yeah, I did like Dolph Ziggler using su- Sweet Chin Music, uh, Super 
Uh, yeah, sweet chip music. Yeah, sweet chip music. But that th- goes... there's no difference with what he's been doing in the past. He's been using a super kick for forever. It's yeah. just they didn't call it super kick. But now because of selfish Shawn Michaels, now it's the super kick. Yeah. Now. But it's... next up, yeah, next up you had a non-title match. Ali picking up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura. A huge upset. I like this, and you could take this and put the bring this into uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, and this was a really good match. I just hope that it's not on the kickoff. And I know Brandon agrees. Yeah. But I hope that this is not a kickoff match. Yeah. This this deserves to be on the card. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh Kofi Kingston. I mean, next up you had a video package from Randy Orton mentioning his past, mentioning Kofi's past, setting up for uh, you know, SummerSlam. I love this. I'm just gonna quickly say I love this promo. Have we seen this promo before? From Randy no. Orton? Yeah, probably I don't think so, right? Of, uh, probably in some but sort of I, aspect. I love the fact that he brought up that stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah. Because that's a he, that's a throwback to the time where I believe Kofi Kingston dropped uh, Randy Orton on his head. Oh, uh, okay. He, got, he flipped out on Kofi Kingston in shoot style and was just like, stupid, stupid, stupid. I remember that. So for them to, yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty cool to for him to toss in there. Yeah, but then this led to backstage with all the New Day draped in uh, leather and gold, talking about how, uh, you know, talk about uh, AJ Styles going to the ring with AJ Styles, and now how it's no longer the house that AJ built, it is now the Palace of Positivity, which then led to, I love when we see Biggie do the, uh, oh, they're open backstage, when they, like, show it in Gorilla. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's it, just, he's so pumped up about it. Yeah. So pumped up about it, which then led to your main event of the evening in which Kofi Kingston defeated AJ Styles. Both of their parties are present back outside of the ring. Uh, solid main event match. I agree with you. I thought that it was a really good main event match. Um, and you had every you had so many different aspects in this match, but I thought it was really good. Good. Yeah. It was a good uh, go home to so the weekend. Right, right there, it would have been great to end, I'm... but it didn't. But it didn't. Oh, one thing I, I I wrote down that I didn't mention: Bobby Roode doesn't have a mustache anymore. He still has a full. He's a full beard again. Yeah, he went back to uh, the old school. Oh, that stinks. I like that gimmick. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, Raw and well, SmackDown for this week. But with. But the next thing, the closing of SmackDown, we oh, have yeah, totally about, about this. Roman, like with two, not even two minutes left. Yeah, that you they've been hyping this interview with Roman Reigns, and Brandon was telling me, texting me during this. It's like there's like three minutes. How are they going to do this? They go back, cut to backstage, pretty much right after the uh, Kofi picks up the victory. You see Roman Reigns walking gingerly down to uh, the interviewing area. Only for a huge like stage stuff and everything backstage material to be top, toppled on top of him, or just missing him, and then he says like they wanted to bring him to the EMTs to get him checked out and this and that, and he's like, no, I'm okay, I'm cool. It was just weird. Yeah, it I was, mean, and yeah, toppled over him. You know, there's people saying that it could be Daniel Bryan. You know, Daniel Bryan was supposed to make that, you know, career-altering announcement, and he didn't say anything. So but why would it be Daniel Bryan? I don't know, because I guess he's I mean, going going somewhere that he never thought he'd be. In the, I mean, in, I, the, in the big dog's yard. 
I mean, I thought that, I mean, the obvious part would be going to Samoa Joe because of their match, but there was no aspect of Samoa Joe in that. So I thought that that was really stupid. I think that it should have, with, you had Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe end really hot on Raw. Mm-hmm. You should have, you should have cut it at Kofi and AJ. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I guess they're just going in a, you know, kind of different direction to get Roman Reigns' match set up for SummerSlam, so... Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. One quick thing before we get to Shameless Plugs, which Dave has this week. Uh, NXT this week. Got to see the return of Fandango. Fandango. Helping, uh, helping Tyler Breeze out after he got mugged by the Forgotten Sons. So Huge pop. Huge pop. So it looks like uh, Fandango's going to do a little uh, NXT run. I would, I would probably see this as like the pre-show match. You know how they do like the, the NXT after a takeover? They do the matches they did like the hour before takeover started yeah yeah like that would i would say like to see the forgotten sons versus uh brizongo that would be reimagined <laughs> did you see did you see a little back batch thing no 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 oh, I, like, I just saw the attack oh no they did this well, whole back they did the backstage thing They're like yeah he's like we're gonna be different we're gonna be better we're gonna be brizongo reimagined <laughs> i was like yes that's awesome yeah no it was really cool uh, so yeah, and as Brandon wanted us to point out this week too, there are for the first time I think ever there are two women's matches on this takeover because you have Shayna Baszler. Props to Shayna Baszler for uh, rocking the Slayer shirt this week, uh, and Mia Yim for the NXT Women's Championship, and then you have Io Shirai versus uh, Candice uh, LeRae. Hmm. Yeah. That should- be really good. This whole th- this whole event's gonna be cool. I'm excited yeah. for the North American Championship Triple Threat, which will be awesome. Um, I think it's Roderick's time. I think I think coming out of Takeover, Undisputed Era is gonna be draped in all the gold. I I disagree. Okay, agree to disagree, as you like oh, to say. Of course, agree to disagree. And on that note, Dave, let's get to shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, first shameless plug goes to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, this latest episode was taken was um, called Wrestling Universe Heaven, where they went to Wrestling Universe, um, and it was awesome. I mean, oh, the YouTube going, show, yeah, the YouTube show. Yeah. Uh, they were going around in the basement unpackaging all these uh, these boxes and boxes and totes of old school Jackson, whatever. And you're just like, I just keep on watching. I'm like, I would love to have something like that, but there's no way I would be spending that much money on it. So I'm happy that to watch other people buy it, just kind of like living through them. So, but yeah, did you watch it or not? Oh yeah. I watched it earlier today, actually. Yeah. I'm huge fan of the YouTube show. I know you love the, uh, the audio. I yeah, I'm a big well. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so uh, that uh, has definitely been. I've listened to every uh, episode. They're great. Yeah. I'm really upset that you know the uh, retros are on hiatus, and you know we're just getting in series uh, seven still into targets. I went today to do a little shopping at Target, and I just mm-hmm. saw two Jeff Hardy retros. I'm like, uh. I just I think I just have to go on Ringside Collectibles and get them there. Yeah, you know, with a diesel. I gotta go get all my back catalog, but yeah, no wrestling figure. <laughs> YouTube.com/slash/major, the WF Pod, I think it is their YouTube channel. Potentially, yeah, they'll dude. find it. They'll find it. They know where to. to Just look. type in major wrestling figure podcast. Yeah. Um, also, 
Uh, shameless plug to Good Humor, uh, the nice. ice cream company that everybody knows and loves. They liked a, a little tweet of ours, in quotation, Brandon's, um, about bringing back – so it was too popsicle, and it was about bringing back WWE ice cream bars. And Good Humor ended up liking it. So who knows? Are we going to get the WWE ice cream bar? Um, it would be pretty sick. But, yeah, go follow them and really go buy cool ice cream. Did. Huh? It would be really cool if it did, man. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah. Also, on August 29th, straight up, Steve Austin is going to be airing on USA Network at 11 p.m. And I am such a dang Steve Austin mark. I'm definitely going to be watching this. It's just really – it's same thing as like it seems like riding in cars with Jay Leno or having coffee with Jerry Seinfeld and all of that stuff where they just have a day with a celebrity and they just talk. Um, yeah, it seems really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. It's better than watching the Chris Lee TV show after WWE um, TV shows. So yeah, straight up Steve Austin is airing August 29th. So make sure you check it out. Hey, Brandon. Uh, that's, you're I'm, forgetting me first, buddy. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a uh, match of the week? Yes. Yes, I do. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week. I did a little, uh, I went down a little rabbit hole, you could say, on uh, YouTube this past week, and I uh, got into Beyond Wrestling's YouTube channel. Have you ever checked it out, Dave? Nope. Ah, oh, definitely check it out. It is outstanding, and that's where my match of the week comes from. The Beaver Boys, Alex Reynolds and John Silver facing off against The Butcher and the Blade, Pepper Parks and Andy Williams. A, I forgot how awesome Alex Reynolds is. Um, Pepper Parks is outstanding, too. Andy Williams is great. All four of these guy guys in this match I'm big fans of. Solid tag team match. Um, I was kind of upset this week at uh, American Rana when Alex Reynolds and John Silver are no longer buddies in Beyond Wrestling. Um, yeah, and uh, Alex Reynolds has lined himself with Smartmark, so yeah, maybe he'll get that uh, major wrestling figure podcast, uh, get all those uh, great action figures, you never know. Uh, yeah, so go check that match out, it's on the Beyond Wrestling YouTube channel. Brandon! What did you? Uh, what kind of wave file did you send us this week for your shoutouts? Damn it, Bobby! How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shoutouts? First shoutout is going to Orange Is the New Black. It's back for their final season, which is so unfortunate because I like this show a lot, uh, and I wish there were more episodes, more seasons. Um, but I'm happy with the ending somewhat there. I feel like there's still like some unanswered stories, but I really liked it. So check it out on Netflix. Uh, next shout out is going to MTV's The Real World, which I just saw recently that they're back for a brand new season, which was as of June there after a uh, two year hiatus, I think it was. Um, but unfortunately, it's on Facebook Watch. And it seems like it's completely edited for like a 2019 market and like the younger generation of sorts. Like during the, like they have like pop-up stuff, like the stuff for the mixed match, I'm sorry, the mixed match challenge where random words would just pop up. They have that on the show. 
in just like random spots and it's dumb and like everything in like the you would go into like the confessional and it's you're filming it yourself into selfie mode on an iPhone. You're allowed to text and stuff. It's the weirdest thing, but I always like the real world. Uh, so uh, maybe check it out. I don't know. But last shout out is unfortunately going to uh, Rusty Taylor because she passed away this week. Uh, who's most famously known for being our generation's Minnie Mouse, uh, which she's been doing it since 1986. She also did some voices on The Simpsons, like Martin Prince and the twins, Sherry and Terry. Uh, and she was also married to Wayne Allwine, who was the voice of Mickey Mouse from 1977 until he passed away in 2009. So um, it's unfortunate that she passed away Uh I'm such a Disney fan, and yeah, those are my shout-outs. Thanks, Brandon, for those three-minute audio clips that you had to splice into one. And I loved it. Lo- I loved every moment of it. I know. So I, su- I, I support my cuz. Yeah, that's right. And my ooze. Yes. All right, ooze. And now let's get to it. <laughs> Our... It's... Markout moment of the week. Dave, I think we could both say it was Iron Maiden on Friday. Oh, yeah. I totally marked out for that. Um, Dave marking out for all the bootleg shirts outside. Definitely. (laughs) Uh, For sure. The guitar riffs marked out for. Uh, There was someone with a Finn Balor shirt, I believe. Yes, I know. It was funny, too, because you're like me. You just keep an eye for wrestling shirts. Yeah, I wore my uh, CM Punk shirt. Yeah, I know. I wore... I mean, oh, I actually... Huh? No, go ahead. Yeah, you ba- you bailed on the wrestling idea. I know, I did, because I couldn't figure what shirt I wanted to wear. So I was like, all right, let me just wear my Through the Eyes of the Dead shirt. Amazing technical death metal band, if anybody wants to try them out. Yeah, um, I, I also, I marked out for that video of uh, Joey Janela getting to a brawl with Darby Allin and Jimmy Havoc back uh, in like a concert venue. Only to scroll over to Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah! <laughs> I mean, that was hilarious, especially because it's a total uh, play on Janela uh, going toe to toe with Enzo Amore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I definitely marked out for that. Oh, I marked out this weekend for Janela's uh, Sandman entrance. Uh, I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. He comes out like full Sandman gimmick. But instead of having a beer in his hand, he's got a white claw. Have you had those things, Dave? I haven't had it, but I'm seeing a lot of talk about it. What's the deal? They're just What's like, the deal? They're like that was the bad. new version of Mike's Hard Lemonades and smeared off ices. I was going to get one and try to drink it on the show for the first time, but they only had unflavored. I'm like, if I'm going to go you know, hard on this thing, I might as well just get the full gimmicked flavor, you know? But yeah. uh, I like beer, and it's actually a National IPA Day, so happy uh, IPA Day, hopheads. I thought it was, it's also a, what is it, uh, Dogist? Dogist first. I think it's like National Dog Day or something. Oh, it is? It's yeah. everything. It's also National Spider-Man Day, I think. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. We posted it on Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that for our podcast this week. Marking out 443, we thank you so much for listening to our weekly online listening experience in podcast form. 
Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Hopefully Brandon uh, gets the the McAfee antivirus and gets uh, his viruses and everything out of his computer. So he'll be on next week. Dave, you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore Mo. Brandon, by the way, BTTG161. Myself at Chris Weendog. Uh, until next week, we wish you... We wish you... The... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great... Fantastic week.